Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Devil's Due. My name is Carl Duty. Court is now in session. With me, as always, is the man who's got a lot of nerve coming back here after what he pulled. Mr. Drew Celestino. Well, it was a long time ago. I'm sure he's forgotten about that. <laughs> it's good. I like that one. You like that one? I do like that one, even That's- though... I don't have to come back here. This is my house. But you know, you know, a lot of these are like ninety percent of the time. I'm about a mile or two away from your house. I'm like, oh crap! <laughs> I, I need a witty introduction to my esteemed co-host. Hashtag show prep. Yes. Yeah. So that being said, let's get to our opening arguments. Oh, look at you. Drew, how was your week? Well, like, see, 39 episodes into the show, we finally start, we're finally Structure. starting we to come it. together. Everything finds its way naturally, organically. Shows uh, find a way. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dr. Sadler. Uh-huh. Uh, week was good. Busy. <laughs> Busy, man. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm done <laughs> for a little while. I need some time. Easter Sunday. You're not leaving the show, are you? No, God knows. <laughs> but but man, just my well, my people wouldn't have it. So you know, I got the new the new gig, which is great. Yeah, but I get out an hour later than I used to. Okay, and then I decided to join the game, mm-hmm. the gym, the game. Oh, so God. that that's twice during the work week. That's another hour at least out of the day. Yeah, and then the past two weekends, dude, I've had like crazy events planned. Saturday and Sunday. We had Easter Sunday. We had, you know, all, all kinds yeah. of stuff going on. This past Sunday, uh, uh, what the heck did I do last Sunday? I know I did something because I, I... I think, didn't you have a show you mentioned? I had a show now? set. Okay, so the Long Cold Dark played out on Saturday. That was good, by the way. I'll, I'll interject there. Show was great out in Centerville where uh, Adam Malone lives, my bass player. Uh, we did a fire hall show for uh, kind of a benefit show for a friend of his that passed away some time ago. And uh, four bands... I think the entire village of Centerville came out, and we rocked their faces. Nice. So it was a good time. Um, but then I, you know, so I'm out late Saturday. Sunday rolls around. Well, Sunday, tried to sleep in as best I could. Couldn't sleep in too long. Uh, and then it's like, okay, well, get up, get ready, because we had uh, what did we have? I'm blanking really hard. Oh, I had a family gathering for okay. my uh, for my my uncle Mike who passed away. You remember? Uh, not not too long ago. Yes, they had a really big extravaganza party, um, kind of a benefit thing with raffle baskets and all that, and huge hundreds of people, hundreds cool. of people showed up at this thing. It was crazy, which was great. But you know, again, one more thing, and then uh, game night with uh, with some friends, um, kind of a dinner and game, our monthly dinner and game with this group of friends. Again, great, but I just one more thing. I just. It's yeah. I, I I I have Zelda to play, sir. <laughs> I rule isn't going to save itself. That's right. I got a long, cold, dark album to write uh, that I'm only halfway through. I have to yeah. finish this thing. I have con- I have con- I was remember how all that progress I made. I was I was really whittling down that that stack. <clears throat> stack is back, dude. It's it's. I it, know it, the stack. The it, stack is is ever growing. It. I need a clone. Here's the thing. The only thing I can really help you with yes. is your comic stack. Yes. Just read them Wednesday night when you come home. Sit down, <sighs> read them, do it, get it done. I, I it's what yeah, I do. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I need structure. Act, uh, I need something. 
I mean, granted, I pick up my comics on Saturday now instead of Wednesday. Sure, sure, sure. So I need the clone, though. I think that's the only answer. Um, we got to make this happen. You know, there needs I, to be two of me. I I am not a a science person. Uh, in that, not that I don't believe in science, I completely believe in science. Yeah, um, I'm just not good at it, so okay. I'm probably not the person to talk to you about making a clone. Listeners, if you know how to make a clone, help me. Because like my solution to making a clone would be to like, I don't know, like uh, shave a piece of your skin off, lather it up in some neosporin, and put it in the microwave. I can do that. I mean. We don't know it's not going to work. Yeah. How do we know? Have we tried? We haven't tried. No, we haven't tried. Science is experimentation. That's exactly right. We'll never know until we try. Exactly. <sighs> of us are scientists. No, we're not. We should no. be, though. I'd like to be. I didn't go to the science march. I would have, but I, I did see a lot of pictures from it, and I fully support everyone who marched in the science march over the weekend yeah, as well. I think the science march was really cool. Um, I'd like to see it done I, more often. I like I like to... I know a lot of people are going to be surprised at this, considering what I've discussed about my faith in the past. I like to think that science is kind of the language we've developed to understand God's creations. That's how I approach it. Granted, not everybody approaches it that way, but I like to I like to find where the two meet. Well, uh, without... Because the world's not flat, dude. No. D- don't tell Shaq that. <laughs> Don't get me started. Uh, without getting too deep into a theological discussion, um, I, you know, me being man, yeah, of, yeah. My, man of science that I am, I do like the old uh, phrase, though, uh, science tells us how, religion tells us why. Yeah. Oh, God, I could totally get behind that. Now, I might not be a religious guy, but I can appreciate that. Yeah. That uh, that take on things, and there is room for coexistence. People, it can happen. Yeah. I, so I think let's... I think that, like I watched, uh, I think it was like some, last year. I watched through Cosmos. Oh, such a great series! Totally, highly recommend it. Neil deGrasse and, Tyson is my oh, favorite human being on earth. One of the most dulcet voices I love that man. I've ever heard. Um, and I'm watching. I'm le- like a lot of this. Like I can, I can reconcile a lot of this with what's said in the Bible. It's fairly easy. Like the, the I think the key thing that um, the Bible and science don't meet up on is is time frames. What you have so, to under well the way I I was taught in Catholic high school, mind you. <laughs> uh, you're you're dealing with people that didn't know a whole ton when they wrote stuff down. And you also are dealing with interpretations and you're also dealing with not for nothing metaphors and metaphorical stories that represent a larger truth. Yeah. When you start taking certain things as fact and not really, you know, I don't know, verifying fact. Well, then you get into whatever we get into, but Take it for what it is and look at the bigger whole. And one does not exclude the other. You can make these things jibe, in my opinion. But what do I know? We're just all kind of trying to find our way. In this. That's all we're doing. Yep. Just don't 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 kill each other and, and, yeah. and accept the facts. That's all. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, without... Let's table that. Yeah. Um, excitement... Uh, because uh, Mr. J. Gelsomino kind of kind of shocked, kind of blew my mind today. Yeah, you, you asked me, and, and unfortunately, I, I had to decline because that weekend is jam packed. Well, he declined on this engagement prior, and no one else was stepping up to the plate to go, so I didn't want to like go alone necessarily. Then out of, out of the blue today, I get a text message. He's like, "Hey, 
what what are you doing on May 7th? I'm like, oh, nothing. Why? And he, uh, yeah, Jay, Jay is uh, manning up, and he's taking a personal day the next day. And Jay and I are going to the uh, Ring of Honor NJPW, that's New Japan Pro Wrestling Kids, uh, crossover show in Toronto. Nice. And there are, they do these every year for the past few years now, and uh, they only do them in like four to five cities max. So it's like the weekend, basically. That's all they get. And the show we're going into in Toronto is the only one of these dates yeah. that will feature Kenny Omega. Woo! So he's in a three-way tag match with uh, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega versus uh, ROH champion Chris Daniels, uh, Kazarian, I think, and... Uh, Hank Kazaria? Not Hank Kazaria, unfortunately. Awesome. And uh, Tanahashi, who is like Tanahashi. So that's going to be a fun match. So that's on top of an already stacked card with Naito. Jay just wants to smell Naito's hat. He just wants to smell the hat. That's all he wants. I don't think he's going to get that close, but okay. uh, don't ask me, man. Ask Jay. All right. May 7th, coming up. I'm excited. <sighs> now, if I can just find time between now and then to breathe a little, everything will be great. Breathe. Yeah, yeah see? Topical. Breathe. How was your week? <laughs> the week, um, I'm not nearly as busy as you are in the social sense. Um, my business is taken up by small. You have a more important baby. thing. Yeah. 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 Um, so <laughs> my we, whining is just like, yeah, yeah. We do have a kid. Got so jerk. much stuff to No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> Phases in life, sir. We each go through chapters in life. Yeah. Uh, week was good. Had, what was it? Last week was last weekend Easter. Yes. Okay. So we went over that. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I had it all blurs together. I, yeah, it really does. Like I seriously, I need to start taking notes on week. Like when something of note happens <laughs> on a week, Tuesday, I just got like jot huh. down notepad. Yeah. Um. Uh, well, I mean, not a lot happened during the week. Uh, we had game night. We did Friday night. Um. We got to work on our game night communications. We definitely do. It's lacking. Because it gets a little free form with the invites, and I don't necessarily have the answers. I I love you, but I'm tired of buying stuff you already have. Oh. Like, you know, ketchup and hot dog That bonds. too. Yeah. Yeah. Two weeks in a row now. Yeah. Just, just saying. You Next know what? Week, take, this, take, this week, if we need something, ask Alan. Just take me out of the equation. Go right to Jen. <laughs> go right to Jen. I, I know nothing. Uh, so, yeah, Game Night was fun. We played a new game. Yeah. Played Dragon Farkle. I liked it. You did? Yeah. Okay. I can, play, I can get into that. I could you, see. You didn't seem like. Something I've kind of noticed about you. Yeah. Thank you, Lucas. He's, as, he, as he trips um, over a microphone cord. Something I've noticed about you. If you don't win or perform well in a game the first time you play it, you get frustrated and tend to not like the game. Yes, this is this is very true. This is why I don't like bowling. <laughs> if you take me bowling, you'll find I'm very miserable because I'm not good at it. Oh, I'm I'm terrible at bowling. I spend more time in the garden than a homeless guy. Um. So yeah, Dragon Farkle is fun. Alan broke his winless streak. His I think like almost two month. Winless it has streak. been a long time. Now, would you say that the mojo is back, or does he need to perform well in another another game to, to officially think, call it? I think a good portion of the mojo is back. Okay. I think it was a good first step. I think to fully 
regain all his powers, he needs to beat Jen in something. Okay. Because Jen is the one who took the mojo. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. We'll, we'll, Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, Julie was out of town this weekend. Uh-oh. So I was doing the uh, the single. Single dad. Like single, single, but solo, solo dad yeah. for the weekend. And God bless you, single parents. <laughs> and the kid was good all weekend. Um, decided to become more mobile yes. than he has been in the past. Good luck. So gone now are the times where I could just put you here, go in the air room, take care of something, come back, and know you're going to be right there. Now it's like, I just put you here, go in the air room, take care of something, come back every 30 seconds to make sure you're not dead. But he's, as I mentioned before previously, he's been a little behind in that, so we're ecstatic. Move around. That, that Yeah, that he's showing that. Um, and... Picked up my comic Saturday. Gunnership for X-Wing Saturday. Yeah. Um, look at the black hole you've fallen into. <laughs> I like it. I like it. It's a, it's fun. I'd like to play more. Yes. We need to play more. We definitely need to play more. It's definitely fun. Actually, on the way over here, <laughs> I I, might, I may have picked up a tackle box. Oh, okay. For, for storage. And like I saw a couple of videos. The, the main guy's videos I've been watching that kind of got me into it. That got me interested into it. Um, his his channel name is uh, Krabuk, and I follow him on Facebook and whatnot. He's been generous enough to reply back to some or Facebook, Twitter. Mm-hmm. He's been generous enough to reply back to some of my tweets, asking questions and whatnot. Um, maybe after we get a couple more plays, I'll ask him if he wants to be on the show because he's like all Star Wars guy. Like he worked at oh. Celebration for Fantasy Flight Games, the company that makes wow. X Wing and Armada and like all this sort of stuff. So you, he's you uh, make those connections here. <laughs> so um, the more friends of the show we can have, the better. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we're working on some guests. We've got some guests coming up. Look at that! That's a, some, that's a scoop. Fun kids. times. We uh, we may have. Um, an announcement coming up soon of a event we will be at <gasps> that you can come and socialize with us and whatnot. Uh, but that's that's in the works. No, nothing official yet. I, I will readily accept a beer purchased for me by one of you, dear listeners. <laughs> as long as it's a good beer. You're wearing the... If it's a bad beer, you're going to wear it. But d- can you get a good beer there? Yeah, at the ballpark? Yeah. yeah well, oh, t- I didn't say what it was for. Spoilers. No spoilers. Yeah. Okay. So that was my. There week. may or may not be an event coming up that may or may not involve some manner of sports ball. Sports ball, which is strange for us, I know, but you know, we got to grow this thing, folks. Got to get the word out. Uh. So yeah, that was my week. Nothing outrageously exceptional. I always feel like my week is so boring compared to yours because you're like the rock star. Oh, don't. Gym guy. Gym guy. Listen. Oh, gym guy. That's cute. I am kind of gym guy now. I didn't say gym bro. No. I said like gym guy. No, I I, I go and do my work there. I don't go to socialize. It's not, not, you know, the social hour when you get in there. Yeah, yeah. I'm there to work. So that being said, dear listeners, if you would like to contact us, make suggestions, ask, ask questions. Ask Drew how much he benches. Um, I can tell you. Ask, I'm not going to tell you because it's embarrassing, but I'm a, getting there. Ask me how much I didn't do during the week. <laughs> you can find us at the following social media outlets. You can follow us on Twitter at Devil's Do Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod. You can email us 
at the devil's do pod at gmail.com. Or you can find all these great resources at the devil's do podcast.com. That being said, drew, let us get to cross examination. Bring it. We have a witness to cross examine. Oh my God. Look at the phrases. That are <laughs> this is fantastic. Uh, Mr. JJ Alcimino has <gasps> returned. He's yeah, back one this week though. Oh, oh. <sighs> get one, lose the other. <laughs> But yes, Jay's back. He's got some questions for us. Okay. Uh, Carl and Drew, when can I come back on? I have one American dollar and simultaneous foot rubs for each of you as payola. Um, Jay, we're going to have it back on at some point. Yeah. yeah you, uh, you can come talk about the, uh, maybe after the ROH show, we can, we can give Carl the full scoop. That is a definite, definite possibility. Sorry, Lucas is Lucas has uh, got a routine here where he likes yeah. to come in and go out and of go the out. studio. Go and go out. Lucas, quit stopping the recording. <sighs> All right, uh, part two of Jay's question for both of us: What is your one favorite piece of pop culture memorabilia that you own? Ooh. Um, well, unfortunately, a lot of my stuff is still in boxes from my move five years ago. So, uh, you might want to get on that. I know I'm terrible. I'm a bad person. Like My garage and basement is still in shambles five years later, but at least everything is out of boxes. Um, I think if I had to answer that, honestly, uh, I am, I'm a, a big fan of the Metroid Figma figure that I've got back there still in the box. The Samus figure. I really like that figure a lot. But my my prized prized possession still in a box because I'm again terrible when I at the with at, when I moved uh, is the um, the Daredevil statue that I have the Joe Quesada design. Seen that statue? It's a it's a beautiful thing. I love it very much. I need to display it more. So yeah, that's probably my favorite pop cultural collectible that I own for now. That's um, not a comic book yeah. proper. For myself, mine's actually be a, going to be a comic book somewhat proper. Do you remember, uh, I think it was early 2000s, the large format books that DC put out? The Alex, Alex Ross did? ones, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I have the Batman one, uh, Batman War, and it's signed by both Alex Ross and the writer Paul Dini. Ah. So that's a very, very pop culture prized possession of mine that or my lord of the rings poster that i have signed by the majority of the cast hmm. impressive most impressive yeah yeah yeah. so i do have a complete run of of gi joe marvel image into the new idw run every issue larry ha- larry hama has ever written i have so nice there is that to contend with that's pretty mm. good i'm that's it's good i'm not as proud of it as i used to be but i'm definitely proud of it why are you less proud of it? My Joe fandom is waning in my in my old age. Why is it waning? I still, I, it's just, I know it, I love did it. The, but did the old stuff that you fell in love with, no, grew up did. with, somehow get less good? No, it's still, it's older. It's still great, but the fact that it's kind of dying on the vine and Hasbro doesn't know what to do with it, it's kind of like I'm I'm running out of steam with my my fandom a little bit. It's like, oh yeah, remember? I remember. Well, I mean. It, as I'm learning, as I'm getting older, that the things we are passionate about, the things we love that have the good fortune 
the good fortune to endure multiple yeah. generations um, tend to change with those generations. They sure do. And we're always going to prefer our first love. So it's important to like, if you're not down with new interpretations of what you're passionate about, you with the current GI Joe stuff, me with like, for example, Michael Bay Transformers movies. Mm-hmm. Um, just remember the, where it came from and I, the stuff that, that you got. You I do. can always go back and read those stories again. I do. They're just I, as good. They are. Right. That's absolutely true. So, Drew. Yes. Who would disappoint you the most? Everyone. I'm just going to go home. <laughs> I think he means here is kind of what, who, what, slash. Okay. All that's in the briefcase is Marcellus's business papers and some 401k statements. You find out Roman Reigns is your uncle. Oh, God. You find out Alan isn't really Panamanian. Rob Liefeld is drawing the comic book adaptation of your life. Ralph Garman wanted to sign you to a Hollywood Babylon contract, but you missed his call. So who, what would disappoint you the most? Oh, wow. Um, oh, uh, um, as much. Let me tackle these one at a time. Let me see. Let me see that list. I need to see this list. Keep in mind, we were hoping to have a short show tonight. Yeah, <laughs> that's off the table Cause now. Because the, the past couple ones have been kind of beefy. I know. Um, the briefcase situation, I mean, at this point, despite all the rumors and innuendo, uh, I don't expect us anything more than, like, some diamonds, some gold. If it turns out to be papers, I mean, you know, Marcellus papers. is a low-key guy. He's the kind of guy who would send out two hitmen to protect the papers. Why they glow, I don't know, but... We'll, we'll table that for a moment. Roman Reigns is my uncle. I would get to go to free events probably, and he has the Roman Reigns money. Would you still boo him? Yeah. He wouldn't know. I'd be in the crowd. What if you, well, Yeah, but, well, hold on. If you're going to events, you're probably ringside, front row. So my, I'll wait till he's not looking. Okay. Yeah. And then, okay. Finding out Alan isn't really Panamanian. That that would be shocking. I'm not going to lie. That, that would... Rob Liefeld is drawing my life story. Um, would you rather him draw your life story or draw the album cover to the next Long Cold Dark album? See, the thing is, when he tries, he can come up with something coherently exciting looking. Not necessarily good, but exciting looking. Okay. Didn't say it was good. Said it was exciting. There's a reason the man became a phenomenon in the, in the 90s. He does have a style, as terrible as it is, that is exciting. It has visual interest, however horrible it might be. There's a lot of vanilla artists out there, is all I'm saying. He could make my life story look kind of fun. I could have shoulder pads and guns. I'd be, I'd be big. He'd make me really big. He'd have pouches. I could put stuff in him. I could Wouldn't have feet. I have small feet anyway. You know what? I could have guns and swords. In a robot eye. Yep. Shoulder pads. Yeah. And like round guns. Guns that look like they're three jelly beans glued together. Kind of. Sure. And swords with like six blades on them. Yeah. Spikes on knuckles. They're six times as good. <laughs> Ralph Garman wanted to sign me to a Hollywood Babylon contract, but I missed the call. That would actually probably bum me out because then I yeah. get to move to L.A., hang out with Ralph Garman and become a raging alcoholic. Kevin Smith shows up once a week when he feels like it. That'd be fun. Thanks. 
appreciate that. I didn't say we'd stop doing this show. If anything, <laughs> our, our listenership would increase based on my presence on Hollywood Babylon. All right. See? It's a okay. win-win. So that would be ter- that would be horribly disappointing. Carl, who would you rather meet and get a nice steak dinner with? The catch is you have to pick up the tab and afterwards you Netflix and chill <laughs> at a Motel 6 in Pensacola on a muggy night with no AC. Is it just me or is Jay somewhat obsessed with me having coitus with other men? Is Because it? it seems like every other question is what guy would I want to sleep with? Ah. Uh. I haven't noticed this trend, I'm, but I'll believe you because you're the one being asked. Well, here's the selections. Okay. Gandalf the Grey. Mm. Han Solo. Hey. Jack Burton. Quint. Or Bruce Wayne. Drew, what's the answer there? Knowing you? Jack Burton. It's Jack Burton. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's Jack Burton. <laughs> None of these other options even come close. Really? Really. Not, not even close? Yeah. Wow. Jack Burton was almost Han Solo. True, but he wasn't. All right. Fair enough. All yeah. right, yeah. That's all we got this week for uh, for listener questions. Just taking our quick check at the, uh, the mailbox here. Yeah, that's it. All right. Just those from Mr. J. Jelsmeo J. Thank you very much. Listeners, we want to hear from you. We love Jay and Allen, but we want to hear from from other listeners as well. So send in those questions or comments. We this has happened before. Here. Yes. We, we appreciate. There is the precedent. There is. Okay. Uh, Cross-examination is done. Time to dive into the case files. We have a lot of stuff, but I don't think we're going to. It's not a lot of stuff that we need to spend a ton of time on. Uh, the first up, which dropped uh, much earlier this week, was the trailer for the new Marvel television series Cloak and Dagger, which is premiering uh, on the Freeform channel, the f- which, which was is- once like ABC Family and like 30 other different channels. The family channel through. when I was a kid. Yeah. They used to play old Adam West Batman when the 1989 yes. movie came out. That's correct. That was mind-bending. Yeah. As a nine-year-old, I was like, wait, what? Wait, hold on a second. How is this this? <laughs> Um. So yeah, the they're getting cloak and dagger, and they're as we discussed, I think here last week or the week before, they're getting new warriors also. But we got like a full cloak and dagger trailer. Sure did. What'd you think of it? I could tell one thing very clearly. I am not the key demographic for this show. No, no. It's the characters in the comics have always been somewhat portrayed as younger. Yeah. They've been kind of along with... But in with, comics, it's like... Yeah. You don't really know... Exactly. But now that I'm seeing the casting, I'm like, I, I'm not in high school anymore. Yeah. This isn't for me. At, at the same time, though, I think a lot of the um, superhero aspects of what I'm sure are going to be in the show were not played up a lot in no, the trailer. No, very understated. So they kind of gave you like a hint of what's going to happen and whatnot. They showed me enough that if I had the channel... I would probably watch it. I would DVR it. I've always thought Cloak and Dagger are cool characters. So, and it's part of the Marvel visual universe. I, I now, say not mutants, right? No. Okay. No. Check. I don't think so. No, I don't think they're mutants. Okay. All right. I'm Let's like Seventy-five percent sure of that. Okay. Okay. Next item. 
Marvel is hitting the reset button, kind of, go on, with Legacy, as ah. was announced earlier this week, um, happening the fall of this year. They're doing a huge uh, line-wide, again, it's not a reboot, it's going to be another one of these line-wide affecting stories called Legacy, where they've said that all their quote-unquote legacy titles are going to go back to their legacy numbering. It's not the first time it's done. No, it's been done before. It's not the last time it's going to be done. No, no. This will be done until the end of time. Yeah. I'm okay. Let's see where it goes, but I got to be honest, man. Until I see some creative teams, and I don't, I'm sorry, but like, you know, Marvel chased all the talent away. Yeah. And arguably DC too. Not for nothing, but like... All the guys I read now, I hate to say this, but it's true, man. All the all the guys I read are doing creator-owned books. Yeah. And those are the books that make it to the top of my read pile. Yep. No, I get you. I like to know, and that's not to say like, well, why don't you give these other guys a chance? That's a perfectly fair point, but it's hard to muster up as much excitement. I mean, like, you really got to wow me. Yeah. And, like, artists and writers aren't allowed to have the runs on books that they used to have. No, not at all. It's like six-issue run. One story arc, bring in the new team. Yep, yep. And and you, you know, know, you know. The great runs throughout history have been runs that have gone on for years. Yeah, the Claremont, yeah. X-Men, et cetera, Peter David on the Hulk, stuff like Frank that. Frank Miller on Daredevil. Right, right. And, you know, the other thing about that is, like, in the past, I think those guys, even in the recent past, like Grant Morrison's new X-Men, these, this was the kind of thing where... These guys got carte blanche, by and large, to do yeah. what they wanted to do. Now, there was some editorial yes or no's here and yeah. there. Nowadays, dude, I'm sorry, but I just feel like it's just all editorially driven. They're going to find someone to write this stuff no matter what. Yeah. Like, seriously, like, the, I, they're going to do what they want to do with their big idea, be it, you know, this Captain America nonsense they're doing right now. Marvel editorial decided that. They'll find someone to write it. Yeah. And that that writer might have a better result than another writer, but it's not being driven by the writer. It's kind of like this committee deal where it's like, we're going to do this. Wanna, the, do you want to do it? It's the board of trustees, not the editors. That yeah. makes creative decisions. I'm getting, I'm getting a little nervous about Marvel lately. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, do they need comics anymore? Am I wrong to be like that concerned? Here's here's the thing. Our generation had easy access to comic books. I'm not talking about just comic shops. No, we had corner stores and corner stores, spinner racks, grocery man. stores. Yeah, spinner racks. We also didn't have cell phones and computers and, exactly. and Nintendo. We had easy access to comics, and not nearly as many distractions. Yep. I don't think the medium is going to go away in our lifetime. I hope not. Kids' lifetimes? It's kind of a coin toss at this point. Yeah. Like, what are, you know, comic books? It's kind of a... Yeah. It's a nebulous concept from, an, yeah, from, from another time. I get time. that. I mean, the only thing that's kind of got me a little bit interested about this legacy is that Marvel saying that they're kind of going back to what made them popular in the first place. Well, they have a lot of work to do to fix Cap at this point. So, yeah. so 
I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, I think I, it's 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 playing on nostalgia though. Like it, and it's it's a blatant attempt. Like yeah, it's, did, you, did it's, you see the promo art for it and stuff? It's yeah, all, it's, it's it's their attempt to get old readers who don't like change back. Yeah. I'm sorry. Characters have to change. Marvel they, no, no. used to be good at doing that. They, they yeah. My my tried and true example, Spider-Man. Sure. Character came out, he was in high school. He graduated high school. Went to college. Graduated college. Went out in the world, got a job. Character changed, character evolved. Got character married. Got married. Yeah. <sighs> they're they're never going to Marry him again. You know that. Mm. Yeah. I know. Still reading more DC than I am Marvel. DC's still... I don't even... You know... Right now... What's it, going on with Superman? What, what is all this? We're going to we're gonna merge all his histories into one now? And what, 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 what's... It really didn't change much. It gave me an excuse to kind of polish up the costume a little bit. Book's still really good. Okay. All right. Uh... It, while we're on the subject, I don't care how good you tell me it is. This this Watchmen thing. It just started. Nothing has really happened. I don't yet, care. So I, yeah, no. The I fact that. it happens. It's, it's one of those things that no. The, it's just the bottom of the barrel. It's it's it is the literally the we are out of ideas. What can we mine? Hey, we own Watchmen. Yeah. People know what that is. No, I get you. That's ugh, ugh, ugh. So, kind of staying in the the mainstream comic television universe. Yes, um, it was announced today the uh, the show. I know you could care less, but I've been watching the show, and I you know it's a quirky little fun show. Uh, the show Powerless on NBC. Oh yeah, has all been but canceled. Good, because you can't put a comic book show on network television you can't you know why because the demographic that's going to watch comic book show doesn't watch network television no the only exception is agents of shield because disney owns abc yeah yeah network tv is where 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 your mom and dad who don't really yeah care watch television I, i don't get why they keep trying to it's like you know you take you take a show like arrow Okay. Put it on network television. Oh, it'll last Done a in two seasons. Two? You'd be, you'd be lucky. Put on a show like CW, Younger Demographic, thriving. Sure. Spun out an entire universe of shows yeah. that has quality on par with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't get why they keep, like, they see that, no, the perfect, how did I not think of this a couple seconds ago, perfect example, Supergirl. Okay. Supergirl started out on NBC. Yeah. One season, now nah, we're done with it. It's not getting the ratings we like for the the cost is to produce the show. Moves over to CW, thriving, yeah, huge <laughs> fan base. I don't understand that either, dude. I don't get it. Uh, and, network, network television, stick to Dick Wolf shows. Uh, comic book shows go somewhere else. Go where people are going to care. Yeah. Um, but there's a flip side to that argument, and maybe you're going to talk about it. What's that? Uh, the DC Young Justice yes, show. That was one of the things I was going to get to. DC launching a, their own streaming service. That's the, that's, see, that's the flip side. This is what this is. The, yeah, I kind of put this on par with 
the like the WWE network. It's not for everyone. Yeah. Niche. Yeah. And it's aggravating me because they announced a live action Titan show. I can give that a try. Yeah. Young Justice season three. Young Justice season one and two are in are easily in the top five superhero animated shows of all time. Well, you're gonna have to pay to watch it now. Yeah. What's the price? They didn't say. Like, like with these streaming services, dude. How many? There's like everyone's going this route now. It's the new market. It's like, do none of them understand that it's not going to like? Look, you know why Netflix works? Because it's one price and it's everything. Yeah. Here you go. Now I got CBS or whoever. Who's making the Star Trek show? Uh, CBS. Okay, CBS. Oh, Star Trek Discovery, which is delayed to hell, by the way. Yeah. It was supposed to be the flagship show of that their streaming service, dude. I don't yep. want CBS. What's CBS's streaming service? Network TV wants me yeah. to pay to watch their crap. Get out of here. Same yep. thing. Like, how many See, of these services the, can we? The get other exist? networks are smart. They're either on Hulu or Netflix. That's fine. They're That's like, all you need. Yeah. Segmenting it further into like, well, we're going to do our own streaming service, and it'll be better. No, yeah. it won't be. No, I agree with that. You There's... don't have the penetration. No p- yeah. pun intended. <laughs> Netflix built their business this way. Hulu G- built their business. This way. You, you are not. You can't just come in now and think you're going to get some kind of foothold yeah. and be better than them. It's not going to happen. Julie and I have Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime we got primarily because we looked at how much we were paying and and shipping during the holidays. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we're like, you know what? Worth it. For a little bit more. We get the free shipping and we get like some content. really cool, yeah, content. really cool content. Man, yeah. the High Castle, oh, so good, so good. Keep hearing how good the Expanse is. I gotta watch this show. Um, do you have Amazon Prime? Yes. Watch Man, the High Castle. Time, sir. <laughs> God, you never watch anything I suggest. I don't watch TV at all. It's, I haven't finished Iron Fist yet. <laughs> well, that's and i don't want to can i say something really quick about this week's episode of daredevil sure daredevil's not even in the episode matt in costume is not in the episode yeah and this episode is better than i would say 98 percent of iron fist oh yeah it's not even a question yeah it's like you don't realize how bad iron fist is until you go back and watch Daredevil. I'm getting into an argument with Jen about this the other day. She's like, I, I, she, she's like, you can finish it when you want. I already finished it. She finished it without me. I'm like, oh, well, okay. And she's yeah, like, I liked it. And I'm like, Julie likes it too. But here's the here's the difference. What do we they like have about it? The background with the character, and they don't have. Put that aside. For them, Hang it's on. a totally original show. That's fine. Let's For put, us, we had expectations going into it. Hang on. I'm a this this oh, bur, this bur, forget the short show. That's off the table. <laughs> Forget the short show. <laughs> Putting aside the fact that we know about this character. Yeah. This show, as a show, as something that people wrote scripts for, money was spent. <laughs> Happy meals were made. <laughs> this Dollars were spent on this show. And I'm watching it thinking, this is badly written. Badly choreographed. Yeah, it fits into the big thing that I do like, but it's making me like that thing less because it exists and it's not good. It's devaluing the thing I like. I don't want the Marvel TV stuff to be weighed down by this thing. And I feel like now it is. Like, oh, yeah. Because 
gives everyone that little excuse, like, well, you know, Iron Fist could have been the death knell. Defenders might not be as good now. I don't need that. I, I think Defenders will still be good. I hope so. I'll, I'll be amazed if we run into pacing issues with Defenders, seeing as they only do eight episodes. That's fine. It. But anyway, but my, my overall point still stands, though. It's just like, I don't... On what grounds can anyone consider this good? Yeah, no, I know. It's not It's not the worst thing in the world. It's not the best. We're judging it against, like, something yeah, that is... I know. I sound really irrationally angry. <laughs> but it, I just... Wait, I wait a second. Drew? I know. You sound irrationally angry? It's so unlike me. It's, I just... I Oh, God. Anyway. No, no, moving on. Moving on. Like a flower marrying a bumblebee. <laughs> I told you to shoot, but you didn't listen to me. <laughs> Why didn't you believe me? Okay, we had two two big dates on us dropped on dropped on us today. Okay, two two one you're going to care about one probably not so much. All right, I'll, All right. I'll start out with the one that I'm going to care about more than you. Okay, uh, Marvel versus Capcom Infinite ah. released a story trailer today. Did you watch the trailer? I did I sent not. It to you. Of I did not. Didn't. Why would you care about stuff? I was I at like? work, dude. You know, I was at work too when I watched and sent it to you. <laughs> Good for you. I won't report that to your higher ups. <laughs> so, to everyone, so, like we knew there was rumblings that something was going to come out. The expectation was we weren't going to hear much until E three. Okay, but there was rumblings that something was going to come out, and a a partial roster list leaked a couple days ago. Okay, there was no surprises on it. I think it was like Thor, Hulk. Um, Hawkeye, uh, Strider, Chun Li, Strider. Wow, oh, yeah, yeah Capcom. He, he's been Capcom. A, he's been a staple yeah. in the versus games. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that came out, but Capcom dropped a story trailer today, and the story trailer was cool. I mean, it's a story for a fighting game, so you're not you know looking for Shakespeare here. I don't need too much to fight each um, other. And then they dropped the release date. At the end of the trailer, September 19th. This year. This year, which is a lot earlier than everyone thought. Everyone was thinking holiday this year. Question. Will they make you pay for a season pass of some kind like they did with Street Fighter V and then piecemeal the game out? This is modern video games we live in. They already announced there's three editions of the game you can get. Standard edition. Yeah, what's in that? The game. By the game, do you mean I can actually play against the computer yeah, or yeah. just online? Yeah, I think the fact that they led with a story trailer. All right, because that, that was a Street Fighter thing, right? Yeah. Where no yeah. arcade mode to, to launch? Yeah. Because yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Capcom is, is learning the lessons that they learned very harshly. I know it sense <laughs> doesn't really make sense. Um, with by bungling Street Fighter Five yeah. launch. Okay. Um, standard edition. Standard edition. So like sixty bucks. Uh, deluxe edition, which comes with extra costumes. Of course. Uh, of course. You get an evil Ryu skin. You get a warrior Thor. They really want to make evil Ryu a thing, don't they? Oh, he's a thing. He's a thing. Yeah, he's a full blown thing in canon with the stories they tell and whatnot. It's a thing. Okay. Um, and uh, planet Hulk. Ah, skin for Hulk, okay. That's fun. The armor and whatnot. Then you have the collector's edition. Two hundred dollars, big box set. You get now. To be fair, it's a pretty jam-packed box set. What's in the box? <laughs> you get the game. <laughs> yeah, 
you get four statues. Ah. Uh, Captain Marvel statue, Iron Man, Mega Man, and Chun-Li. You get a small case, which, when you open up, has the six Infinity Stones in it, and they light up. Okay. You know what? As far as video game collector's editions go, it's that, not, that bad. It's not horrible. Not bad. You get some, you get some swag in there. Yeah. They've already said there's going to be uh, six DLC characters coming out soon after launch. Uh-huh. A lot of people complain about that, but you know what? It's just the way things are now. You complain about all you want. It's just the way the, world, the, way the gaming world is now. Just it, It's not going to change. It'll change. No, it won't. Yeah, yeah, well, no, it won't because people are, unfortunately, too married to this concept. If they just stop buying it, it'll change. You're not going to buy The Legend of Zelda? Well, of DLC course I will. Comes out? See, there you go. Thank you for making my point. It's not going to change. Okay, so September 19th, Marvel vs. Capcom event. Yay! I'm excited about All that. All right. Probably going to be terrible at the game, but Will I'm there be any it. X-Men in the game or Fantastic Four characters in the game? Because weren't they in the original Marvel vs. Capcom games? Fantastic Four, no. You kind of got the Fantastic Four Marvel vs. Capcom 3 because they put Super Scroll in it. Okay. Um, but not Fantastic Four proper. Um, Was Wolverine hanging around, though? Once yeah, time? the X-Men have been the staples of the game. We're not expecting them this time around, though. We're not not expecting them either. It's kind of a coin toss. The, okay. the prevailing right. The prevailing thought is they're going to be the first DLC pack. Okay. All right. That's fair. So, yeah. Okay. Another thing, big thing, and this will be our last uh, news item. We got a release date today for Star Wars Episode Nine. Saw that. Saw that. Curious. And we're going back to a May release date, May 24th, 2019. I don't like this. I like it in December. Disney, you had two successful uh, Star Wars movies at Christmas time. I think from what I read. Your uh, own Christmas. Yeah. I didn't think it was possible for someone to buy Christmas. Disney did. Yeah. Of course it, is. Of course it was Disney. Who else would it be that could buy Christmas? Disney bought Christmas with Star Wars. Yeah. So you know what they do when you have a good thing going? Screw it up. Take a page out of the Nintendo handbook. Change it. <laughs> I think also the uh, the Young Han Solo movie is a May release as well. Which just keep it at Christmas. It was if because they feel like Christmas movies, even though they're not Christmas movies. And here's the other thing: you're going to cannibalize your own market. Like May is the big summer tentpole season. Yeah. When these Marvel flicks be coming out, son? First weekend of May. Uh, hello? Although, at the same time, like... You got a crossover demographic there. You, I'm sorry, but you do. We're, we're going to all these movies. The, the beginning of the summer movie season has been getting pushed back more and more. It used to be, like, first weekend of May was the official kickoff. Now, yeah. depending on what comes out third or fourth week of april sometimes you can yeah kind of warner brothers flirted with march for a little bit there for yeah, a little while and the thing is like in during the summer movie season movies have like like half their shelf life because oh, there's yeah. so oh. much coming out well that and theaters just don't it, attention spans and whatnot like, like for it, a movie to hold on to the number one spot for more than two weeks during the summer is impressive oh sure and obviously, you know, Star Wars will probably do that. Star Wars will be out. Dude, Star Wars has legs. Star Wars does there have legs. No but you gotta reason. remember, Star Wars is not immune to summer movie shelf life. You know how you prevent that? 
You put it out at Christmas and let it sit in the theater for a month and a half. Thank you. Kids are Thank off. You. They're gonna go. Yeah. yeah. Come on, man. It's no brainer. It's Christmas break. Star Wars. You own I Christmas. Know. You had it in the bag. Yep. All right. Yeah. Change it. Good. Good job. Have fun with that. You're gonna slice into your Avengers money, but yeah. Cool. Yep. Oh, and um, Indiana Jones Five got pushed back twenty twenty. I don't care. I don't want another Indiana Jones movie. Do you know? That by the time that movie comes out... How old Harrison Ford is? 78 years old. Jeez. 78 years old. Folks, we're not saying I love that. the man. We're not saying senior citizens can't contribute in today's society. No, but, but Sean Connery was younger playing his father. Yep. Yep. And the last movie sucked. <laughs> so much. Now, granted, I would trust that they're going to do the Star Wars uh, treatment on it now that Uncle George is, you know, out to pasture. So, you know, that they could fix it. But, 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 yeah, but. I know. I know. I know. I, we don't. Do, do we need it? No. Do we need we it? We don't need it. We, we don't. Need don't. It. We don't need it. We don't. I love we you, Indy, but I have your great movies. We have three great Indiana Jones movies. And those movies were, to be, to be really honest with you, those movies were made at the exact right time to be made for what Indiana Jones needs to be. Oh, yeah. Because if, if the last terrible, terrible movie taught me anything, is that CGI and modern filmmaking kind of stuff really just doesn't look good yeah. in Indiana Jones. I need practical filmmaking, sets, mat work, just classic movie making. Yep techniques that's indiana jones to me it just is yeah and yeah i yeah no yeah Yeah. no yeah no yeah no that that does it for the uh the case files okay that was spirited (laughs) (laughs) drew got mad another news what else is new water is wet uh well, that being said, his time. Russell them papers. We get ourselves another pretty darn good episode of Daredevil, son. This episode pushed some emotional buttons with me. Really? That it had not previously. Interesting. I'll get to that one when, uh, when we get there. Okay. So this is episode five. Uh, can... Kenbaku? Don't ask me, man. All right, I'll say that. Um, let Lucas out. Lucas Again. out. Lucas is out. He'll be back in like five minutes. You know that. Of course. It's Lucas. We are like the buzzing of flies to him. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture him as a big floating Lucas head. <laughs> he's dro- is that the slime? He's just drooling. <laughs> Hi, Lucas. Scourge of Carpathia. (laughs) Oh, this is fantastic. Because Lucas has a voice. Oh, you don't don't hear it. This is a Lucas voice. Lucas sounds like this. Bring me a dinosaur so that I might live again. (laughs) (laughs) That's Lucas. That's all he wants. Uh, I'm going to have to post a picture of Lucas to our Twitter page. By so, all means, So man. people can know. 
Enjoy those, Lucas. Oh. All right, so we open up with this episode with yes. Nelson and Murdoch, Party Crashers. College Kids at Law. Floppy Hair Matt. Yeah. Oh, baby-faced Floppy Hair Matt, by yeah. the way. That, that stubble really sells the character if you will because when yeah. you see him as a as a as a as a uh, shaven lad he looks like a kid he looks five years old <laughs> yep he's like boy in his dad's clothes yeah yeah <laughs> pretty much his dad's wingtips so um, like yeah but like i mentioned earlier this episode is an episode of a superhero television show mm-hmm. in which the superhero proper does not show up at all. No. This is all... Does not make an appearance. This is all character work. And it's freaking incredible. This is a great episode. And you almost forget... Like, in your, I remembered this episode, but I didn't, like, remember it. Yeah. Watching it again, man, this is great stuff. And you get so much depth on a lot of... Matt, Electra, the whole his they do such this a great like job. It's like the Cottonmouth episode of Luke Cage. Kind of. They yeah. And they it, it it all works. Like you get these people immediately. The way they kinda they tweaked Electra's character a little bit. They made her a little yep. edgier and it works. Well, as we mentioned, Ed, we haven't had to do this in a while. Let's let's talk about Electra, shall we? Electra. Created by the immortal Frank Miller. Yeah. On the Mount Rushmore of Daredevil. Absolutely. The character first appeared in Daredevil 168 in January of 1981. Now, as we discussed when we did Man Without Fear, yeah, we did our review of that. Electra's definitely gone through some changes over the year. She has. She more this Electra more closely resembles her original appearance run okay and some at some times then other times she is the lecture from man without fear they struck a good balance with the character you know what she's not what a lecture from the daredevil movie from with ben affleck no this is not jennifer garner no who no, no. did not look greek in the slightest son nope not that the current actress is greek but she looks a lot more greek than uh Jennifer Garner. To be fair, you don't look Greek either. Only a quarter Greek. That's why. Well, I mean, just uh, just saying. Oh no, I don't. It's, I don't take offense or anything. <laughs> um. So yeah, we've got we've got the party. Nelson and Murdoch are there to kind of make connections. And Matt's about to be escorted out of the party. They got busted. Until Electra speaks up and says she's me. Electra in the show played brilliantly uh, by the actress, and I'm probably going to butcher this name. Elodie Young. Elodie Young. Elodie Young. You know what else she was in? What's that? Check her IMDb. Something that you, Some, something significant. Something that you are going to are going to notice just because it's something that is pertinent to me. Um, You'll know when you see it. Oh yeah, she was Jinx in the in, 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 in the not the, the, the not terrible GI Joe. Yeah, movie. that one, that one. That's right. Now, what's I, amazing if I remember about correctly, that? She was a decent Jinx. Here's the thing: <laughs> you blocked it from your memory. Well, no, that one, that one, I have bits and pieces of because that one's actually not the worst movie in the world. There, there were times I was in the theater with you when you saw it. And there were times where you kind of perked up in your seat. There, was, like, some, there, there was some interesting 
compared to the Cobra, first one. Cobra Commander. Cobra Commander. What's Cobra Commander finally? Yep. His uh, tanks. Uh, his, oh, his tanks, dude. His tanks. Firefly. Ray yeah. Stevenson is Firefly. Okay. You got, yeah. Okay. You got my attention. Bruce Willis. Channing Tatum died. All right. <laughs> anyway. Um, no, but like, you know, you think about when I, uh, well, I just think about her being in that movie in such a small role. Yeah. And you just think to yourself like. She can't be much of an actress if she's like taking this role in this movie, and you know what I mean. Like, yeah, actors, actors, and actresses got to eat. Well, no, well, what I mean is, I didn't think much of her as an actress. Watching her now in this, though, it's like she's great. Yeah, she's really good. She is part of what pushed emotional buttons for me. Okay. Because all right, are we getting some college stories out of you? No, 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 not college. High school? No, we're. This is like twenties. This is not too distant past. Oh, this is just before I met Julie. Oh, so not all of us, sir, are as blessed and as fortunate as you are in having met your wife in high school and have had a very long, wonderful relationship. Yeah, uh, some of us had bad luck with women and whatnot. And a lot of people out there probably can relate to whether or not you've had good luck or bad luck with the opposite sex. Um, Some of you out there have had that one relationship where the person just kind of worked you like a puppet and could just be very controlling and manipulative and just not treating you right. Well, I can't treating, relate. Treating you well enough to keep you coming back. I can't and relate I, to that in my adult life, but in my teen dating life, I, I, I had a thing for a girl that was... Yeah, when you get to be an adult, it's on a whole new level. I, would, I, I and, believe it. And I had that before. Like, that was the relationship I had before I met Julie. Okay. And it screwed me up. Mm. Like, I am a totally different person today than I was before uh, that woman came into my life. Okay. Like, I was a lot more optimistic. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Because of the two of us, I'm the optimistic one. You are. You absolutely are. Yeah. Um. A lot more gullible. You say okay. I was very well, you know. was stereotypical, hopeless, romantic. Because we touched on a, a lot of this, you know, yeah. last week throughout high school. You know, writing terrible goth poetry. But you know, I, I, after, I have to read some of this sometime. By the way, no, oh, no. oh, we're going to read some on the show. <laughs> no, we are. Not. <laughs> oh, we are. Um, <laughs> and just like hopeless, romantic, love conquers all. Love is all you need. All that crap. Okay. Because love is not all you need. The only reason John Lennon wrote love is all you need is because he was rich. Um, love is the foundation that you build on, but it's not the house. And I thought love was everything back then. And then, you know, that that person came along and just did a number on me. And it was one of those where you see your friend in that relationship and you're just like, No. No, every, dude, everybody Run. was telling me. And you didn't listen. No, and I was like, no, it's okay. I can fix her. 
Uh, yeah, there's a lot of that. I'm not gonna lie, there's a lot of that going on. Yeah, like this was one of those women that were always with jerks that treated them like crap. And then you became the guy. She and I was like, like, crap. I was the nice guy. I'm like, yeah. I'm the nice guy. I can, I can change. Not so much change her, but I can like, I can fix her and I can make her see how she should be really treated. And yeah, then she just treated me like I treated her, and uh. it destroyed me completely destroyed me and which makes me realize how lucky i am there's the right answer to have the wife i have now a perfect example of this then we'll get on with the rest of the episode because this i was surprised like how much i had a weird feeling that this episode might stir up some feelings in one of us i'm not sure why Electra was pissing me off because the first time you watch the episode, you're like, oh my God, it's Electra. This is going to be so awesome. Yeah. The second time you see the episode, you're like, ah, it's Electra. This is going to be so awesome. When you're familiar with it, you're like, I've had an Electra. <laughs> <laughs> she, she wasn't a ninja. Well, she wasn't a literal ninja. Sure? She, was, she was an emotional ninja and that she gutted me from, from, from head to toe. Uh. Um, but it just make it like perfect example. At one point, this female came to live with me and my family. She was oh. she was no longer able to live where she was living. And I was the only one. It was like me, my dad, who did most of the moving. And like at the end of it, when we had our all moved there, everything, I was like just physically wrecked. I was destroyed. She's like, oh, I should give you a back rub. Yeah, I never got that back rub. Oh. Flash forward to my early relationship with Julie. I, I can't remember what it was. We did something that was like moving a lot of stuff, and I was just really sore. And she just started to rub my back. You got a back rub. Not asking. Just knew that it needed to be done, did it. And Julie showed me how someone should be treated in a relationship. And that is something I will be eternally grateful for. There's a lesson in there for all you kids. If you have an Electra in your life. Yeah. (laughs) Electra is not the woman you take home to mom. No, you you can go have some fun with her. But Electra is the woman you have the weekend that will haunt your dreams for the rest of your life with. Not the one you take home to mom. Yeah. Yeah. She's the bad girl. Yeah. You don't take the bad girl. Take Karen Page home to mom. Sure. Well. Yeah. Yeah. I just, no, no, I realized what I said after I said it. That's fair. You take Mary Jane home to mom. Yeah. Okay. Or Gwen Stacy. Or Gwen. Sure. Jean Grey. Jean Grey. <laughs> what else did um, Janet Van Dyne? Sue, Sue Storm. Yeah. Sue Storm is like the ultimate. As long as it's not the 90s one. Yeah, take Sue, take Sue home to mom. Are you talking about the one in the revealing costume? You know, the, yeah. That, that wasn't Sue Storm. That was a scroll. Okay. Just saying. Did Reed tap that? I don't know. Probably. That was a scroll. All right. Rabbit trail, reining it in, getting back to the episode. This episode is a lot of flashbacks. We have been roughly flashback- free or flashback light for the past couple episodes yeah it's been pretty much straight up but we get back to kind of daredevil form with flashbacks in this episode flashbacks to matt 
meeting Electra, like the whole episode opens with a flashback. Question about the meeting. Yeah. Now they hit it off. I want to say almost immediately. Matt picks up on her. Yeah. Like very quickly. They the, know each the other's game. Here's the thing, though. Why did she bother? She, see, when they first start talking, she pegs him as a loser, and she's yeah. like, "Whatever." It's like, girl, you don't even have to be having this conversation. You vouch for him to stay. Yep. Why to just let him leave? That's my only my only little my only little question about this boredom. episode. Okay. Like he said, boredom. Okay. She's bored. She is bored. And Matt picked Matt. Matt figures that out. Yeah. You're bored. Yep. They are very much made for each other uh, at, at this stage of their lives. Yeah. They're, they are very much uh, kindred spirits. They're, they're made for each other, but they're two elements that when you combine them become extremely volatile. Yes. And that's yes. The, therein lies the problem. Yes. So look at us being more sciencey. Oh, yeah. So I have a note here, and this was probably from what I was talking about earlier. Bad women make good men stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And vice versa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Electra now is back in Matt's life now. We get the yeah. little flashback to their meeting, and then we flash ahead to where she's in his apartment. And she makes the same remark about the beer that Stick did. German, yeah. German piss Tastes beer. Like piss. Yep. Uh, she I, wants, And I'm sorry, but I love the way Matt treats her in this scene. Well, you, you, you're... you're yeah, you're you know, it's coming. You're, it's you're coming projecting. from a place. It's coming from a place. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Get out of my house. I love it. Oh, sweetheart, you go. You, you don't, don't even get to know. break into my house and tell me about trust. Yeah. Yep. And he says that to her too, man. It's yeah. great. Now she has. She wants help. Yeah. With Roxanne. Roxanne. Look Roxanne. Roxanne's kind of always in the background. They're always doing bad stuff. In predominantly in the television stuff. Yeah. Um, Agent Peg Carter. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and now this. They're always just kind of in the background. Never trust those oil companies. No. And something about her father's dealings with them, and she needs Matt's help as a lawyer to get the money or whatever. Yeah, I had a question. He doesn't trust her, though. Yeah. Oh, well, of course not. You don't don't trust that kind of person. No. Um, Again, you having been more versed in the Daredevil comic books, Flashing back to the Daredevil movie, because Elektra mentions her father yeah. here. Did her father have dealings with the Kingpin in the comics? To my recollection, no. But right. I'm going strictly by the man without fear. Okay. I could be totally wrong. All right. But I don't think so. I think that was fabricated for the movie. Gotcha. So... Let's see. But he, I don't think he was a saint either, because he had often armed yeah. men guarding his daughter and his estate and things like that. So, yeah. you know, they don't really specify in the show how he passes away, right? No, it's just, she's just mentioned, okay. mentioned him. That just got me thinking. All right. Um, Again, this the show, a lot of jumping back and forth with the flashbacks. Yep. So why don't, effect, we, though. why don't we just talk about the stuff that happens in present day, and then we can... Dive back? Yeah. Sure. Flashback. Okay. Flashback. Sure. So, Electra has this meeting. With with the Japanese company? With Japanese company. For a second there, when she was walking the building, I'm like, does it say Rand on there? <laughs> Maybe we missed that the first time? But no, it doesn't. And she's got a pen that apparently does some computer 
thing. Electra's a hacker. Because they just start running like crazy when she opens up. And they're like... Because they're all their computers are being hacked. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like very being very dismissive of her because she's a woman. Yep, that too. Um, which is strange because you wouldn't think they would do that if she has that much money. You would think, but these are also very powerful men also with money. Yeah. Even among the elite, there is an elite yeah. of the elite. Yeah. And we see even in this episode, like even though Matt is vehemently angry with her. He still went. She's still pulling his strings. Cause he, look, what he, look at the links he went to. Yeah. He, he went to the building when he, when he shouldn't have. Well, he only went there because she, put, she paid him anyway, yeah. even though he didn't want her to. Uh, he went all the way down there, climbed up onto a roof to eavesdrop with his super hearing yep. into the meeting. Like, dude, she's told, you're, you're falling into it. You, she's got you. Yeah. If you don't want anything to do with her, just ignore just her outright. Walk away. Yep. Nope. Can't, like, you can't. Can't walk away. Yeah. Heart wants what the heart wants, even if he doesn't necessarily know that's what the heart wants. Mm. I have to question how much he's thinking with his heart and not thinking with something else. It's see that he's torn, man. It's there's a lot there's a lot going on with Matt in this episode. Emotionally. Yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. So that's going on. We flash back to Nelson and Murdoch's offices. And not flashback, just move over. Or, yeah, we flash over to the Nelson and Murdoch offices, and, and Reyes is uh, the DA. The she, DA gonna... right hand yeah. man shows up demanding all the files on Grotto. And Foggy's like, sure, show me a subpoena and you'll get him. Yeah. And the t- DA apparently has some sort of stranglehold on Nelson and Murdoch that is like alluded to in previous episodes, but they didn't flush out what is really happening. Yeah, I don't... I think it just comes down to the fact that... We go from episode one where the Nelson and Murdoch offices are bustling with people looking for representation to this episode where they're completely closed, which I didn't quite... Well, did you miss the part where Matt was busted up for a little while and Foggy tells him in, in this episode, he says, well, it's hard to get clients when we're closed. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, in other words, sense. we can't be if you're out of action, and we can't all be here all the time. It's hard to maintain a client base when we aren't open. Yeah. Um, the DA just seems I, the way I look at it. I don't know if she has any like sort of leverage over them, but she knows their small time, and if she wanted, she could basically crush them. Yeah. And then a little later in the episode, we return. We have a welcome return to the not Daily Bugle. Yeah, the bulletin. And the the uh, editor, the not J. Jonah Jameson no. editor, which... Paul this, Giamatti, not This Paul character really grows and becomes extremely likable in this season. He does. He Because we get the kind of uh, introduction of Karen Page, the uh, the investigative reporter, as it were. I think it, I think it starts out kind of investigator and then like she's saying whatever she finds the the paper can have and then later on we see in the season as it as she evolves in this role like clearly he sees that she should be the one writing the story and that uh and this is something i think the show does differently from what happened in the comics i don't i don't recall karen ever being a reporter? Uh, a reporter a reporter in the comics. No, she made some films she's not proud of. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think she was ever a reporter. No spoilers. That's in the comics, man. Yes, but it uh, hasn't happened yet in the show. We don't know that it will. 
Um, but yeah, the uh, the editor played by Jeffrey Cantor. The character's name is Michael Allison. Okay. Um, again, just a really great character throughout this entire season. Um, Karen gets warned by not just Matt, but also Allison. Like, yeah, Karen still doesn't understand how journalism works. That, and she doesn't. She has an eye for. She has a nose, maybe is the word, a nose for danger. Yeah, like you know, you're snooping in some pretty deep waters here. Yeah, she's like, she's telling Allison everything she has, and Allison's like, "Can you corroborate it? Can yeah, you, what do you have to back this up? What is like, again, everything that Yurik tried to work with her on in the first season? Yeah, she's still not 100 percent grasping. Yeah, despite um, despite what our current uh, political climate might t- might say, uh, you can't just make stuff up uncorroborated. Right, you need actual facts with backing right. and sources and stuff so. or just enough to make your sponsors happy yeah whatever so karen's doing the digging on frank castle because as we find out none of the papers reported on his family his military background any of it yeah. they, they want to sell him as a, a psychopath period full stop nothing else they didn't even mention his military history yeah Interesting. I just want to interject there for a second. I'm not saying that Trump's right. <laughs> I'm just saying the media today could be do a little oh. better job of vetting. Oh, they sure could. And uh, also, not only that, but... Uh, Don't get me wrong. I There's some big corporate media interests involved that have, uh, take care of their buddies, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get to that later. Maybe. So, Karen, and we have a reference to the Avengers. Oh, because when uh, Ellison brings Karen back to the records room, ah. it's all physical copies. Yes, the the servers were wiped out in the incident. Yeah, then the, the show is tiptoeing around it again. The the Chitari had a checklist when they showed up. You know, newspapers. <laughs> Stop the Avengers. Trash the the newspaper servers so yeah. information can't get out. The, the, the Chitari, the aliens did their homework. <laughs> Loki knew what was up. He knew exactly. how to prevent information from getting out. All right. So she's doing her digging on the Punisher story. Yep. Uh, Electra is playing with Matt's heart, but Matt's also having his heart going all a Twitter for uh, for Karen, too. Yes, we have first date night. First official date night here. Yeah. And just the way the, way the date goes is I thought was really well done. Like they start out in this fancy like four star restaurant that clearly isn't really any either one of them. No, it's a little too upscale for both of them. Yeah. And then they end up in an Indian restaurant which apparently is the one place where Marvel is hiding all the color they stole from DC films. <laughs> it's all in one room. They're stashing it all in this one room. <laughs> Holy crap, so much color. But it was Indian food. Yeah. I kind of got hungry. I was like, oh. Um, and then the night ends just beautifully they they with a kiss with a kiss but also just matt's explanation of why he's not taking it further well he basically lays it on her uh i really ruin everything good yeah happens to me he's self-aware of his failures in this area well, there's also the degree of the guilt coming out again, but yeah. but but then again, he does have the yeah the self awareness to know I'm bad at this, <laughs> so I'm gonna tread lightly because I don't want to be bad at this. Yeah, that's good, Matt. Yeah, no, that's good, and I love what they do with 
when he walks away, how they slowly bleed in the sounds of Hell's Kitchen. The crime and Matt's life more or less reminding him of his responsibilities. Yes. Also, the fact that this episode is interspersed with flashbacks, Matt saying, I ruined good things and I'm going to put the brakes on this relationship. Well, when we flash back to all the Electra stuff, we see why. Because that goes from zero to 60 real quick. Yes. Matt goes headlong into that whole thing as a, as a, as a young lad. And it, they are, they're, Matt gets into trouble. They're, they're hot and heavy. And they're hot and heavy, like but going, Electra is going back stealing to f- cars and, and, and yeah. breaking and entering. and Going back, well, I think it's safe to say that Electra is unlike any woman Matt has ever met. Yes, which is which is yeah. explains the attraction for for someone for someone like Matt. And I don't say this to be negative or anything, but for someone like Matt, um, college girls are probably not very challenging. Your words, not mine. Would you say that Matt has? <laughs> I many? was I was going to say interesting. Well. Interest is interest, but I think... He picks them off like a lion uh, takes out a gazelle in an open field. More, yeah, Matt's... We, we've discussed yeah. Matt's uh, prowess in, yes. that, in that regard in the comics. Uh, but Electra is in a completely different league. She is, but it's not that she's hard to get. She's just... She's a completely different kind of person. Yeah. She's and, not a, a, a college girl, gullible, uh, you know, bright-eyed optimist if you will all that you know college girl she's seen some stuff she's done some stuff she clear she's a bad girl yeah she has a couple way to master matt likes the bad girl well at this phase in his life yeah um so when we see like how much matt is willing to open up to her in the scene in the gym yeah where he's just like we'll get to that well i think we're kind of there we're there yeah But, but she he opens up about how his father was killed. He, he this is yeah. where they kind of really bond. Yeah, because you can tell, and and not only can you tell, but he also says it. He's never been this open with anyone, right? With anyone, yeah. Like probably even Foggy. No, well, um, Foggy also didn't figure out his secrets either. Yeah, which but, Electra does in this scene. She yeah. knows that he's not totally well, blind i think well also we have to flash ahead to what happens in later episodes of the story given electra's background with stick well yeah that's that's she probably had on. some inclinations maybe yeah it's later yeah, on like, though she figures out that matt is not what he appears to be and that he you know yes he's blind but no he's not yep and then it's for a brief time it's matt versus electra yeah they fight and they're not pulling punches no they're and- going all out and that's part of the attraction Oh, is it ever? Because the fight turns into a wrestling match, and the wrestling match turns into, you know, coitus. The the, the, the hunk of chunka, as, <laughs> as it were. Also, can I point out, that is the last... As that, if I could think of a least hygienic place to do that, <laughs> a dilapidated yeah. gym boxing ring yeah. is probably it. There's a lot of sweat. Years of and a lot of blood. sweat and grime and mildew, and that place has been closed for a while, and no one's yeah. mopped it. That's... Don't don't yeah. don't take your bits out there, man. Nope. Nope. <laughs> so the next phase we move on to is they kind of jump right into it where Matt and Electra show up in another in a different car. Yeah. At a house. This is again in flashback, yeah. Yeah. Well we're going through overall yep. the flashbacks. Yep, yep. So 
Electra snowballs mad into thinking, oh, it's just a client's, you know, work associate's house. They're not going to mind whatnot until the owner of the house comes home. Yeah. Yeah. And then mind you in the scene, just to play just for a moment before he comes home, they're in the kitchen doing their thing and she's talking about their life. Yeah. Together. As in like down the road with the kids. What are we going to be? Kids, whatnot. Like they're headlong at this point in love with each other. Yeah. It's it's big. It's it big, is big. It is. Um, and then the the mobster who had Frank's Frank Frank Matt. had Matt's father killed. Yes. Turns out that's his house. And Electra found him for him. Yeah. He didn't ask her to, but she did. Yeah. When we get to see a lot of what we were talking about in the last episode. Not. The last episode, the the rooftop episode. Yeah. The debate episode. We could see the moment where Matt is brought to that line where he has to make that choice. Right. 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 And this choice here in that moment is going to affect him for the rest of his life. This is the this is the crossroads of his life. Yep. Right here. If he kills the guy, he takes one path. If he, if he doesn't kill him, if he holds to his principles, holds to what his father instilled in him. Yeah, obviously takes an hour path. And keeping in line, keeping in mind that that thread between Frank and Matt, both this is just a weird coincidence I noticed now watching the show this time. Uh, both guys who end up are ultimately responsible for their family's death, Frank's family in Frank's case, and then this guy in Matt's case, uh, they don't remember or care who yeah. the survivors are. They're they're not even memorable to them. Yeah, that, that's the kind of people these people like. Are. He like he remembers who Battle and Jack Batlin. I'm sorry, Batlin Jack was. Yes. Um, but like he said, he's killed a lot of guys as fathers. Yeah, and I, it's funny. I commented to you. It, it must not be a very good mobster because not a lot of mobsters would really go to ground the way this guy did after killing well he was he was in hiding it's not like he killed a capo or something no but he probably had other stuff that he was responsible for that put him into hiding over the years i can i can deal with that um so matt makes the choice not to kill him which electra does not approve of yeah and she was getting hot and bothered by that beat down she was all ready to end that and then start something new yeah Taking it to another weird level. Yeah. But that's what she... She's in for this. Yeah. Um, but then Matt picks up the phone to call the cops and Electra vanishes. Yep. And then brings us to the end of the episode. Question. Sure. Just a quick question. Matt doesn't kill him. Electra doesn't kill him either. That guy never came for Matt? Because he does figure out who Matt is eventually. And he says he's going to paint the town with his blood and stuff. And that never really pans out, does it? I think... This goes back to kind of a, a throwback to the Daredevil film. Okay. When Daredevil, in the film, Daredevil beats Kingpin, and Kingpin's like, I'm going to tell everybody who you are. Ah. And he's like, go ahead. Tell me you got beat T- up by a blind tell guy. Tell all the boys at Rikers you got beat up by a blind guy. Okay. Be like blood in the water. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. So, yeah. So, cut to. Cut to modern day. Matt shows up at Electra's. I get what's currently. He goes to her house. Yeah, because you know what? Here's the thing. Here is the thing. I can totally understand why Matt did that. You know why? 
because I never got answers to those questions either mm. with that woman. I never understood why. What do you want? I never what, understood yeah. like why she made the choices she made and what she decided to do. And to this day, totally happy with my wife. Every once in a while, those questions pop up in my eh. head, and they still piss me off. Yeah. I don't have a desire to get them answered. They just piss me off. So, so that's why Matt shows up, and I get that. Okay. Because he asks the questions like, why did you bring me that house? Yeah. And Electra essentially says, I want to see how far you'd be willing to go for me. She says, for me. Mm-hmm. All that was done for her, not necessarily for Matt. And then as the conversation's getting involved... Matt starts to pick up the sound of uh, silence, Yakuza, silence, gunshots and whatnot. And Electra drops a bomb on Matt because she already has his daredevil suit there. Yeah. And she's changing into her suit. Let's pause in the conversation for a moment here. Yes. Electra in the comics. Red bathing suit, essentially, with a a, a little cap. I really like the way they redesigned her suit for this. More practical. It's more practical. It portrays a stronger woman um, because with Frank Miller, (laughs) he he is my favorite writer, but he is, he is on two extremes with women. You're either a strong world dominating woman. That's not to be messed with because she will snap your neck like a twig. Yeah. Or your cattle. Yeah. Or your cannon fodder. Yeah. And you're probably skimpily dressed either way. Yeah. There's no middle ground with him. So Did you I ever like, see that, that comic where someone's got a gun to his head and it says, I'll shoot you in the head if, if you write whores. Or if you write... What is, what is, it's, it's this little comic strip and it says, yeah. it's Frank Miller. And it says, write me a story about a woman that doesn't use the word whores or I'll kill you. <laughs> and Frank Miller, his, like one panel, his eyes are all glazed over like, oh no, what am I going to do? And he starts writing and he just, he just sees W, H... Then the whole next panel is just horse, 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 horse. Is <laughs> this the end of the comic? <laughs> yeah, Frank Miller doesn't have the healthiest outlook. No, not at all. Anyway. Um, but yeah, her. I like the way her outfit is redesigned in this. And they've and they've given you hints with her her wardrobe choice uh, throughout the whole episode. Like every, I think oh, in yeah. every scene the, she's the red, wearing red. The red is. Which is, is a nod prominent. to the character. Yeah. Yeah. So we we about to have some fighting next episode. And Matt's obviously not happy that he's just got drawn into this because yeah. She, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Good episode. Really good episode. Yes. Fantastic. So much information and in, done ex- extremely well in one episode. Like we didn't get a lot of action, but they it's made okay. up for it. They made up for it with character work, man. It's okay. I like that stuff. That being said, don't really have anything for a closing argument. No. I see what you did there. Yeah. I think, I think of something to do for a closing argument. That's okay. Know. We'll figure Tell it out. Tell the kids where to find us. The show is a living work in progress, folks. If you want to find us, read out, reach out to us, comment on the episode, comment on the Daredevil episode, ask us questions. You can do so at the following location. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Devil's Do Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod. You can go to, you can email us at thedevilsdopod at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources on our website at thedevilsdopodcast.com. Oh, you know what? Something I forgot. Go on. I showed this to you uh, Friday night, uh, the survey that I put up. 
Yeah. On uh, on our Twitter page. Uh-huh. Of, Crossover? Yes. How are yes. we doing? Uh, the, the survey's done. We had a total of 25 votes. The uh, The survey was, what Marvel Star Wars team-up would you like to see in a four-issue miniseries? Because uh, I said in the last episode, it would be fun if we had like a Han Solo, Chewie, Rock, and Groot. Uh-huh. And you like just unleashed your Drew Rage on that whole idea. <laughs> um, so I just put out there and put in parentheses, even though Drew thinks it's stupid. Yeah, yeah. Winky face emoji. Mm-hmm. So there were four choices. I had more in mind, but these are the four we put out. Uh, going with the show, uh, crossover with Daredevil and Trout Emway, the uh, the blind. I'm with the Force, and the Force is with me. Yes, from Rogue One. Uh, the Han, Chewie, Rocket, and Groot crossover. Uh, the Spider-Man, Luke Skywalker crossover. Okay. And Darth Vader and Doctor Doom crossover. Well, I got to tell you, my vote would go to Han and Chewie and Rocket and Groot. And that's where the majority of the votes went. Hey. We got 25 votes, and and that. That uh, that one won handily. All right. So the other ones I thought of were like uh, Daredevil, Boba Fett. He could hunt Boba Fett. Or no, um, I'm sorry, Deadpool, Boba Fett. Yeah. Star Lord, Lando. Yeah. That'd be a, dance off. That'd be fun. Yes. Uh, you know, the Vision, Forlom. Sure. No, Vision and Lobot. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right, so you know, just for fun, we're gonna throw some more surveys and whatnot out there. Well, All right, you look like you're about to say something. I was gonna say Lobot and Jean Luc Picard because they look the same. <laughs> Lobot's like Jean Luc Picard with headphones. Yes, exactly. Eighties headphones. All right, folks, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Until next week, court is due.